Folks, welcome back to the show where we are all true Organas. We're talking, of course, about what's train wreck watching. Unless you've been hiding under a bridge or on a distant outer rim planet, you know that today was the debut of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi that Star Wars fans, played by Ian McGregor, legitimately have been waiting almost two decades to return to live action, a 17 plus years. Let's get our panel in here. Someone who's, you know, a little bit older than 17 plus years. Of course, we're talking my man, the Micah man. Micah, how are we doing on Kenobi Day? Wow. Yeah, it, it snuck up on me. I You hit me with the text that last week, like, hey, Obi-Wan next week. I really, really was like just in shock. So it was a great, it was, it was a great way to spend uh, early evening last night as they surprised us with a midnight Eastern drop, which for me, 11 central drop. Gotta love that. Um, I'm sure there were a ton of people that just binged it right away. And why would, how could you not? The way with those first two episodes went, um, it was really hard for me to turn off episode one, go to bed last night, and wait to watch the second one today. It was, it's been a great day. Um, what a day for st- the streaming with like an album drop day. S- Stranger Things and Obi Wan Kenobi going into Memorial Day weekend. That's crazy, man. Like that's the first time I feel like we've had two big streaming only shows kind of go head to head on a weekend. Maybe I'm misremembering, but this feels like a like a pivotal thing in what we're gonna see like st- TV wise and especially with these competing you know streaming services wise as well. Oh, they are absolutely breaking out the big guns. I mean, then you go into the theaters, you're talking about uh, Top Gun Maverick coming out after an 18-plus month delay. You got Thor uh, Love and Thunder on the way as well, so the theaters mm-hmm. won't be slacking either. So it is going to be an absolute cinematic battle, whether you're at home, whether you're at the theater over these next couple weeks. But uh, talk to me real quick. Obviously, you know, we've fallen in love with Mando over the last couple of years. Boba Fett was all the hype was already on the wall for that one. Where would you put your hype going into these Kenobi episodes, um, maybe relative to, to those uh, series as well as, you know, overall? I would say it's definitely higher than it was going into the first Mandalorian season just because of the unknown, right? Like, didn't know what we were going into. Obviously, you were like, it was still looking forward to it, but you knew this is a known quantity in a story like that Star Wars fans have kind of talked about this, like, period in between this, this, this time between what is now, I guess, in at least chronological order, the third and fourth movie that it would be, just that time frame. What was Obi-Wan doing? What was that? And to have a story, however long this will end up spanning over, um, kind of fill in some of those gaps at least is is really dope. So I was definitely looking forward to it. I don't know if it might have been about pretty equal as like the second Mandalorian season just because we knew what we were getting afterwards and knew what it was going to tie into and everything else after the... I always come back to the Star Wars event, streaming event that is coming with with some of these shows tying together. Just the way that they phrased that just made it seem like it was going to be a huge deal down the line. So that was exciting there. But this is this is tying together a lot of things. The first movie I think I remember seeing in theaters was Phantom Menace. And my parents would famously tell you I called it the freaking menace for a long time. Um, was confused why they called it Phantom after that freaking just seemed more... Uh, more aggressive with that movie but yeah so this was a great like kind of full circle moment in that so i was super excited and it didn't disappoint at all a ton of hype i agree i don't think it disappointed at all i uh messaged you know we have our chats all on the side i messaged our chat that was enjoying it message this one other star wars chat and i definitely thought they stuck the landing uh on these episodes just yeah. moments before we get into it here uh star wars celebration going on in anaheim i believe uh it's been awesome mm. to see the way that 
the cast of this show has been uh, received there, um, as well as uh, all the other streaming stuff coming. We got, obviously, Andor in the summer, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff uh, on its way. Space Jude Law, tons of stuff. Space Jude Law, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of excitement, obviously, coming out of there. And there's a lot of excitement in Kenobi. So let's get into the episode. From this point on, we will be spoiling stuff as we're reacting to the storylines that happen in Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two. So if you haven't watched it yet, go make sure you do that. Spoilers. Yeah. What a scene. We got Inquisitors, Jawas, and Jedi. Oh, my, Micah. Uh, What a world they instantly put us into uh, and. Did you realize what was going on in that first scene before it's before it's I was gonna to say how about how about the way they they no, I start immediately, immediately knew what we were getting into. And I'm like, this is how you start off a show like trying to pick up the pieces because immediately any Star Wars fan is just thrown into a very visceral moment in their lives. Like it just brought you straight back to how you were feeling when you're watching Revenge of the Sith for that first time. And then to see it come to come to fruition a little bit at least, just see the chaos of it at least. Um proud of those little kids that's my first note that i had was just the the young kings and queens that were running out out of there they were right away like they were ready for it and we've got a theme of this is in very intelligent little children that's the theme of this show apparently and that's how it started off right away so yeah it was that was a it was a gripping way to start the show i was it was really uh not i don't want to say happy to see it but you know what i mean yeah, well, you were enjoyed to be in something that you were familiar with and wanted to know more about, for sure. Um, and then speaking of wanting to know more about, obviously, we go uh, to the outer sands of Tatooine. Got my dad calling me. He probably just watched Obi-Wan as well. Uh, <laughs> shout out Fathers, obviously, which always yep. play a big role in the Star Wars universe. Uh, we go to Obi-Wan, uh, and we see uh, he smells bad. He's getting stuff stolen from him. He's having terrible PTSD nightmares. Seems like our guy is down bad and broken a little bit, Micah yeah man i wasn't expecting to see him out and about out and down this bad um literally just like they're they were really selling home the very mundane life that he was living to like just the board looks not only on him on his little assembly line of whatever mystery meat they were cutting up and on the transport back to the city and everything just the looks on everybody's all the creatures and the people with him and everything you could just tell like they weren't enjoying what they're doing just trying to get by I love how we have all these, like Tatooine, it's obviously Star Wars, Space Western, Tatooine's a perfect setting for it, but it's just hilarious how it's this vast universe, and we're just back here in Tatooine again, it's so familiar, like we literally just spent so much time there with all the stuff in Mandalorian, obviously. Um, yeah, but as yeah, far as it, Star Wars viewers are concerned, Tatooine might as well be the capital, not not Coruscant. It, it, for real, man. Like it really is like the center of the Star Wars universe. So that just hit like just seeing all like the familiar things and seeing um, this version of Obi Wan in there was just interesting as well. But yeah, man, he was he was down bad, down bad for sure. So we got a random Jedi we see running around uh, a Tatooine uh, ville. I'm not sure exactly what most that was. Uh, I'm not sure if it was mentioned. So, yeah. uh, you know, obviously points against me if it was mentioned. But uh, we see them getting kind of reamed at, or brought out, lured out by the Inquisitors. And we see the Inquisitors' way of thinking. We obviously have the Grand Inquisitor. We got the third sister, Reva. Um, what did you think of these guys? Obviously, we've had a little exposure to them in Rebels. Uh, so yeah. we know a little bit about their processes, you know, their kind of way of thinking in the dark side, things like that. What did you think of the uh, live action Inquisitor crew? I thought it was pretty It was pretty solid. Um, they were definitely menacing coming in, like definitely like posed a good threat. Um, 
I think that they still got to do some more explaining for background for people that have aren't as familiar. Like we know, we basically just know that they're hunting Jedis at this point in this show. And maybe that's all we really need to know at this point. I mean, we do find out a little bit more of the tie in later on, obviously, and everything. But just like more of the lore of the Inquisitors and everything else would, I think, be a little helpful. They don't need to spend a lot of time, but just a little bit to give the background on Grand Inquisitor. Like what's his whole deal? Like he's obviously doesn't feel the same as there's obviously some tension within the ranks throughout there. So they obviously, that's, have that's my favorite things. part of uh, one of my favorite parts of these first two episodes real quick. Um, did you get kind of a uh, Scott Hall uh, <laughs> outsiders vibe when the, uh, when the inquisitors rolled in, like, you know why we're here. Yeah. Like, yeah or, well, or you know who I am. He did it a little reverse. He does. You know who I am and you know why I'm here instead of, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. So he kind of flipped it up a little bit. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so obviously we have that Jedi. Now, this is where we kind of confirm the brokenness of Obi-Wan. Obviously, we see that, you mm -hmm. know, the Inquisitor goes on the monologue. The Jedis hunt themselves. They can't, you know, avoid the itch of helping out someone or doing what's right, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we see this. I thought our boy Obi-Wan was about to get um, sand peopled. Um, you know, like I thought he was going to get Tusk yeah. Raidered uh, when I started to hear the noise. Then all of a sudden, it was this Jedi. And Obi-Wan basically just acts like he's not even him. Uh, he kind of gets it out of him at the end, but it's like the the, the common thing that Obi-Wan through the first episode, it was he, he was always didn't want to help even though you could tell he wanted to. Yeah. Well, he just, like lack of confidence to be able to help. Like he figures yes. if he if he in his mind in that moment, he's like, if I try to help this Jedi, he's just going to end up dead somehow or something terrible is going to happen to me or him. So I'm just going to tell him to screw off and do whatever. Yeah, he was very just like you could tell the morality, like the good in him is still there. He just didn't have the the energy to go at it. Um, but there was that that caused some iffy moments early in this episode, too, though. So, I mean, it, it, it's he played it. He played it off really well. They made him made him look scruffy, made the joke that he smells really bad, which I don't know what kind of showers you're getting on Tatooine. Anyways, I'm not sure those people smell good regardless. But, um, yeah, they they. He he was in a really bad, really bad, just like mental position, and they they didn't go way way too deeper into that. But clearly, like affected by the force, they made the mention of him trying to reach out into the force and and talk to people, do whatever, get some advice, and that's obviously not playing for him. So you know they they, they always mention that the force is like a muscle, and so he's it's been ten years, right? That's out of said. shape as hell. He's like yeah, he's like he he's no like uh, he's like Bruce Wayne when he was in the Bane prison. He's got. <laughs> workout regimen yeah he's gotta start doing all those you do just a thousand push-ups in the day like herschel walker that's what he needs to get doing now you go into the series micah and you think okay i'm gonna get six you know or these installments and i'm gonna see obi-wan protecting luke i'm gonna see him avoiding the mm -hmm. inquisitors on this matter i don't think anywhere in any promotion anywhere in any abrasion i think anybody thought kid leia was gonna be playing okay a so that wasn't that wasn't only story. me then no, not I at all. This something. is a monster okay. swerve. All right. All right. Thank God. I thought because so here my strategy going into all the streaming stuff from now on and everything and all trailers is I'll watch like the first trailer when it comes out. And then like I just avoid everything. Like I, I used to be the person that read every Reddit thread, all these things. Like I would basically know the movie going into it and I'd be fine with that. Can't do that anymore with any of this stuff. So I thought I just like missed like a like usually I see a casting something. This was the 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 best part of this show, the first two episodes, has been young Princess Leia. 
and I didn't even know it was coming. So that's why I think I enjoyed it so much because it was such a genuine surprise. And now I feel less crazy. So thank you. Seriously, a pleasant surprise uh, or whatever the phrase is to be sure. Uh, but um, yeah, no. So we see her. And then, of course, I get just enough time to be like, oh, my God, what a beautiful landscape on this planet before <laughs> I realize we're on Alderaan. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't not ideal. Not, not ideal. ideal. But how smart, like, I love them establishing her as just this oh, kid genius they, right away. Absolutely Literally right away. So this is where, like, and it was similar with Rogue One. Rogue One took the concept of the fault in the Death Star or the, you know, the faulty mechanism or the fact yeah. that you can destroy it. And they turned that into a great storyline. Like, you know, the mm -hmm. whole movie was essentially about that. It was the thing bringing all these characters together. I think they did something similar here where nobody really asked, how does Princess Leia, like, know about, like, Obi-Wan? You know, at the end of the day, like, obviously, you know, the father might have told tales and obviously see, you know, Mon Mothma plays a, uh, or, or I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Bail Organa plays <laughs> a uh, big role. I'm getting my Star Wars mixed up. Bail Organa obviously plays a big role in her, you know, growth and transformation into an adult or whatnot. You could see that from the Jimmy Smith's lessons that they're uh, teaching. But yeah, for sure. Yes, it was just incredible to see, you know, the growth and everything like that. So it was a very welcome yeah. surprise. It was a lot of, like you said, a lot of emotions because you see when they're on Alderaan, so you're like, oh my God. Like, if, hope you don't get to get introduced to all these people and stuff. Like, who knows, like, what kind of roller coaster they're going to put us on knowing what we know about what's going to happen with those people and everything but it feels like they're going to be a big part of what's going on um this whole this whole ordeal because obviously we'll get to it later but there's there's yeah, a lot no, of no, no. we're making here. our way yeah making our way and uh, hey folks don't forget that jimmy smith's aka bail organa was trying to tap in at the jedi temple when order 66 was going down he was trying <laughs> to question what was going on that's a real one that's the realest he real of all one. ones he is a real one so uh yes um yes but we see of course jedi continued on themselves so this is the thing uh, uh obviously leia gets kidnapped probably a terrible scene just to call a spade a spade them kidnapping her like running through the woods like just a little ridiculous right yeah, yeah. okay so, I was, so this is the thing okay. you have to admit a fault and, and yeah. that was just a bad scene it was a bad 90 seconds they captured her Whatever. How is that? How does Alderaan like? She's always out there, and they're just, they have all this tech and everything. There's not like any secure, not a camera in the woods, nope. not Terrible. not a security guard that's like, hey, there's these three dudes in dark clothing chasing around a little girl. We should probably go check that out. And then when they did, they only sent three guys. Like you, you can't. You have more. You don't have more numbers. Yes. You oh no. We're five? looking for the friends. Of, yeah, numbers I, I think game. they were trying to establish that it's like such a common thing, and she always comes back that they weren't even really worried. So it's sure. a little, a little ridiculous, sure. especially with a royal princess. Like when you, when, you know, watching Game of Thrones, you know these people get held for like ransoms all the time. Like, come on, what the hell? Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so that kind of brings on, and even then, so it was kind of good because you think like, oh, this is it. Then he's gonna go like do the quest like you know obi-wan's gonna go still denies the organas even when they call like <laughs> like he refused the call yeah, that so was messed up crazy. that was messed up with that said um you know it's a ptsd thing for obi obviously and i don't say that lightly like you can see it like on his face you can see him in his reactions um but then he kind of they, they lure him out and it's and it's our girl reva who uh we can get into now as we kind of move into the second episode reva is the inquisitors I mean, obviously, we're supposed to think she's pretty reckless, but man, she is crazy. She's nuts. She is terrifying. She is just like, when you have a villain that's so single-minded like that, 
it, it really and and give them like a good amount of power and a good amount of resources it, it, it serves really well because there's a lot of times i feel when you get with some villains that there's just like a lot of moving parts and you're like what is this person actually doing this for like she has one single focus she is just trying to find obi-wan kenobi she knows this man is out there hiding she thinks he is well she we know we know reasons why she's doing this but she's she knows where she knows that he's out there and you've ever you've ever been in a position with your boss where you know you're right about something and they're just telling you that you're not right and you really can't do much about it like everybody you can just feel like that workplace struggle within her within her dialect the whole time and that that's where i felt a little sympathetic but then i was like wait i don't no, like you're still a psychopath. You yeah, it is crazy. More. You can feel sympathetic as we move into episode two, and this happens about what a third of the way through episode two. I mean, basically, the Inquisitor just says she's trash and garbage <laughs> and like nothing. Like it was he's really like, crazy. Equal. He's like, like you're first, not equal to us. <laughs> like at first, I was like, oh, we're gonna get some cool. Like they're kind of against each other a little bit in the Inquisitors in the first episode. And then the second episode comes. I'm like, no, this is just outright conflict. Like these guys hate each other. So. Hey, I mean, let's face it. We've all had those coworkers you can't get along with. So it's a perfect way to say it. Unfortunately, no, no uh, TSA pre for my boy Obi Wan as he takes a, uh, a shuttle or uh, public shuttle to uh, Dayu, I believe it was Dayu, called. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting area. Basically, it's a uh, skeezy uh, planet where you can't what the ships trans the ships transponders don't like activate so people can go do like black yeah. market stuff was it you know what it, it was it was star wars madripoor that we got introduced to it yes Captain a thousand percent it was all it was <laughs> absolutely it would have been it would have been a great opportunity to get depth can you imagine if they dropped depth in this episode <laughs> but instead of surprise depth we get one step better we get surprise Tamura Morrison as a oh clone gosh. vet. Oh my gosh, did you see it coming? What was your reaction here? <laughs> this they can't keep him off our our television. Seriously, they know they know what the people want. That was that was crazy. And you talked about earlier the PTSD. Like, oh my god, Obi Wan seeing a clone just sitting there. Like, I couldn't even imagine what would have been going through his head in that moment. Yeah, that one. I was I was like, they're really pulling out. They pulled out all the little tricks in these episodes. Like it was it didn't take it over like the good obviously good surprise earlier as we said with leia's involvement then you're like oh yeah that makes sense that that would happen like this is a moment that was like a nice little like easter egg but it's like oh that makes sense like this is still a world it's only 10 years removed from such a drastic shift in this universe like jedi were such a power for so long and such just a you know a, a symbol of just you know guardians and everything else so just imagine just all of them just you know presumed gone and everything it's, it's just a world still reeling and still trying to like figure itself out and i think that's going to be interesting if we get to explore more places um to see like what the fallout has been um for that in a lot of different ways so two things here obi-wan hears that he's got some potential reinforcements on the uh planet in the form of a jedi who you know, is played by, uh, pardon my pronunciation here, Kumail Nanjani from- uh, Yeah, who also is just taking over the screens. Seriously, Eternals, right? Everything. <laughs> so he's dominating there. Um, but I have to say this. Could Obi-Wan's disguise have been any worse? No, like, it like couldn't this, have been like worse. Literally, the it guy dressed when, up exactly like a Jedi. A little later, when he, when he changes, he changes out of a much better disguise into like an outfit- 
that is like it, that is what a Jedi would be wearing if he was trying to disguise himself like as a or someone was trying to disguise themselves as a Jedi. That's basically what he was thinking. He's like, I'm a normal person, so if I want to look, I don't, I don't know, man. I was with you. He didn't even like nothing over the face, nothing. Like you got sunglasses on, he couldn't find some like goggle thing. Just yeah, it was. It was unbelievable. Like a two that, out of ten. He could have used similar uh, to Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. He needed to shave big time, but <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, my next note here uh, is. Prior to the chaos at the end, Obi-Wan and Leia bonding is probably the most wholesome thing ever to happen in the Star Wars universe. That, that little moment where he where he starts talking about Padme, it, it got me a little, little teary-eyed there, a little, little cut in onions. I was just like, that's a that's a really nice thing. You also realize like, he's been like isolated for the decade, too. I mean, this is basically, yeah. Exactly. He's getting worked in conversation. She's running circles around him in conversation. Literally. Like She's got answers for everything. She's got questions for everything. I love how she's just like, out in the open asking him about the jedi and he doesn't even like he doesn't even have the wherewithal in this social situation to like tell her to stop he's just so like he's so out of his wits i feel like like he's not he he, he's sharp he's still got you know he's still got tricks up his sleeve and everything but it's not all there and he can only do so much like she wasn't listening to him at all but he wasn't really paying attention to her not listening if you know what i mean like he would tell her and think she was a perfect do it. betrayal of a kid there's nothing bad could happen just constantly <laughs> the, who is this who is this stuff. actress who is this little girl actress she is incredible she, she dominated I, I get i give her credit <laughs> uh, i was watching one recap and, and they were saying it looks like her name's villian vivian lyra blair so yeah vivian lyra blair her to uh, blb we'll probably getting me getting a lot of opportunities in the acting world I, strongly for performed. sure yeah um, and this is only two episodes i mean i can't imagine what we're going to see going forward um it's yeah she was awesome so we're on dayu they're trying to track down obi-wan they know he's on the planet we have reva who's kind of going with the batman approach looking from the uh rooftops <laughs> and seeing what's happening and then you have the inquisitor bringing in troops um what did you think of this uh sequence as we get down to uh we'll, we'll, we'll do the end recap as well well we talked about that tension right so she the the one point that we didn't mention yet is that she called the bounty out on everybody which I think yes. is going to, so every, I don't know what that reward is, but it seemed to get those bounty hunters activated for sure. Um, they were, they were all about that. It was like John Wick-esque. It really was. And that was also, I was wondering like when he was back in that alley, how, wait, how, that was not a great hiding spot. Like there was a lot Terrible of hiding there. Not. These guys were not very good bounty hunters on this on this planet, I don't think. That's what I came away with. It was almost like he was hidden, and then he got announced, and like all of a sudden his hood is off and his lightsaber's out like blatantly. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on, but... I really I don't. Guess. Why did he change into that outfit? He had this big orange thing. It had a hood. It had a face cover, and he's like, we need to go into a disguise. And then he wears what he was wearing when he walked out of the planet. Like, that's not a disguise, bro. That's your clothes. Seriously. I don't know. I don't know 100%. It's like it would be like if Doug wore like a green vest and like cargo <laughs> shorts. Like obviously everybody knows that's his outfit. Yeah. Um, and then uh wrapping up episode two. So we had a ton of swerves in these episodes. Uh whether it was, you know, the fact that Leo is involved at all, whether we're on Alderon or Alderon, whether, you know, seeing the Inquisitors have some beef with each other. But all of the swerves could not have prepared you for this end episode. Reva steps aside to let the Grand Inquisitor be the one to capture Kenobi. And all of a sudden, just sticks him. All that hype. Who's in we the gutter got, now? Bro, we got all these. I saw all these interviews talk about the Grand Inquisitor. I saw, I read an interview about his lightsaber the other day. That's what I literally read. They were like, oh, yeah, 
it's full go. We're going to see some crazy stuff with it. And who knows? Maybe we will. That lightsaber is still sitting there. But yeah, that was, uh, I wasn't surprised. Like it was like a, I thought it was a good moment, but it made sense great. for her. I thought it was moment. a great moment. Not they pushed it. They, they, he was pushing her all the buttons the whole time. Like there was no interaction between them at any point that was anywhere near friendly. It was immediately tense. Like you could tell there was tension from beyond there. And obviously it's because she's, you know, she's got other agendas going on. We did mention the Pirates uh, trilogy or, or the movie series. Um, do you remember how there was that one guy who was like guarding Davy Jones' heart? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and then and then everybody just got like wiped off the ship one time, and Davy Jones just like literally attacked him. Like in that moment, like that's what it felt like to me. Everyone was kind of off the grid, and she said something. Now here's the thing. So obviously that ends the episode, and here's another good thing. A lot of this episode one and two footage was basically all from the trailer. It felt like I was seeing a yeah. lot of trailer uh, scenes there. So that makes me think that, um, you know, we've already kind of been shown everything, whether it was the hanging Jedi in the square, things like that. Um, so I am excited that a lot of it will be new uh, footage. Yeah. As we roll on here, a couple more minutes left on what's train arc watching. Episode three predictions beyond. So I have a question for you. The Grand Inquisitor is alive in Rebels. Rebels takes place oh. after this. So oh. I didn't even think it was possible that he survived until I started reading the recaps and people are like, well, he had to survive. Right. And I'm like, I have no idea. Are there multiple, are there multiple dudes who look like that guy? Like, cause I, now I'm thinking he might come back. He might've survived. You're right. I think he has to then. They're not going to mess I, up. They're not going to mess clear. with that cannon. They've been so good. They've been very us. good. They, they've, they've won. They've been canonizing stuff, but that they want to canonize. Like they've been going through this process very diligently to get a store get a timeline that is set that we can follow so i don't think that that would be on accident yeah i don't think that they would just get rid of that show that you're very right it's a great point well again thank you to reddit for that one for me i got three things of speculation for going forward that i want to talk to you about first off obi-wan and this food that he keeps pocketing a thousand percent going to get caught. Right. I was, I was expecting him to get caught. I thought he was getting, yeah, I thought he was going to get caught already. He's not hot again. He's not being subtle. He is just the absolute lack of subtlety is crazy. He's like, bub, bub, <laughs> it's this bub. big, it's this big cloth every day that Huge he just clops on They're this like, table. Where's our cloth? Damn it. <laughs> so like, we are um, losing okay, so he's that definitely getting caught for that. Um, that's for sure. Now, here's another thing I saw on uh, Reddit breaking it down. There was a young African-American Jedi, apparently, in the first scene. Reva? Yeah. Apparently? Oh. I mean, so they're thinking sense. that this might that, be there, like, there has to be a reason that they showed that first scene. So they're thinking like, this might be like a lifelong grudge. Again, this is all speculation because Anakin Skywalker was kind of like the hero. Like, you know, in the Jedi Temple, right? Like, all the younglings, like, knew about him. Like, they wanted him. You hear that it's a downfall by him caused by Kenobi. That could cause you, you know, to go to the dark side and hunt Kenobi, I guess. That's, that, that's what they're thinking. Again, yeah. that's she was just in the she was in the wrong room, apparently, of the Jedi Temple at that point then. but Seriously. Um, <laughs> one last one, and this is this is almost guaranteed. Uh, the, t- the communication with Qui-Gon, uh, they ended the prequel... Uh, recap with it. Um, obviously, they showed him like trying to channel trying that to. force power. You have to think that at some point um, he's getting. I mean, or a thousand percent he's going to link there because then eventually yeah. he'll do the same thing with Luke uh, and Empire huge Strikes moment. Back. Going to be a huge. Moment. We Liam Neeson pop up on the screen. Yeah, I, I was right away when I saw him trying to do it at night when he woke up from that little night terror thing he had there in Episode One. I was like, man, once once he's once he's once I see you McGregor just down and out. 
no answers, doesn't know what to do. You think all is good. And then we're just going to hear that voice come over and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Seriously. It is gonna we be got amazing. one last thing to touch on though, don't we? What do we got? The very end of this episode. What, what, what am I missing? What do you mean? What am I missing? Did you, what is the last scene that you saw then? <laughs> oh, with, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So he's, he doesn't That's- know that he's alive. Well, that, that, yeah, he doesn't know that, but he's also, how, where is he that he can sense him that close? Oh, but you think, you think he's nearby? You, the, the look that they show on Obi-Wan is like, he is, he's sitting there and he's distracted. Leia's trying to talk to him. And then you hear, you can hear the breathing. And I, I feel like that's supposed to be him hearing the breathing as, as he's doing it. And okay, then I thought he was handed. literally just having trauma from realizing that he was alive. No, cause... I think I think it was him because that, that was, was a big swerve, by the way. Did you know in episode one that he knew or that he, he didn't know he was alive still? Uh, no, I didn't. That, again, so that was a nice big moment, too. Amazing. I, I, I just want to say I, I, I hate because I love Star Wars and I know I lean to say but swerves and keeping it fresh are what it's all about. And they really, yeah. I think you said, they pressed all the right buttons with this And you and just, he's such an incredible actor. That's the thing. Like, so no, there's only so many people that can do what he did with his, like, facial reactions and just showing the stress. Like, and like you said, when he found out that Anakin's still alive in the first episode, like, the he doesn't say anything. And, and her, saying, and her saying Anakin Skywalker is still alive, like, nobody in the Empire refers to him as Anakin Skywalker. I feel that's, like that's big, too. That is true. That is true. And that, and it's, so it's who, it's a big question of, cause it's only been 10 years. He's clearly not, I mean, we don't know how much are they going to show. Does he, does he have to be in that thing all the time? Like, is it something that changes later on? Like, I want to know like who is in the inner circle at this point. Cause there's a lot of different people. When you, you look through Vader canon, yeah, well, he's got, he's got probably a couple couple uh, red Imperial Guards, right? For As sure. we saw in Rogue One. And then he's got his, like, cronies who are, like, the, exactly. the Sith-like scientists. But I feel like those guys get shuffled around a lot. He's not a guy with a, you know, he's not a guy with a long temper. So he, I feel like we're going to have a different, it could be a rotating cast. There might be a couple different cronies that we see throughout this wheel. But, yeah. It was I, I I I was expecting that at the end of episode two to get that 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 was what we were gonna end with made the most sense give us all the Obi Wan and then give us just a little taste to come back but it's it's gonna be interesting and the man Le- the kid Leia was amazing seriously how about I the fact wait. oh I didn't get to, to mention see. this how about the other nice little touch to just an ode to Star Wars is that the first two episodes of this start out with rescuing Princess Leia again. Like Seriously? literally, yes, they just dude, bring us Obi- back. They bring us back to the origin, all the way full circle, and it's like, oh, Obi Wan has to rescue Princess Leia. Like that's hilarious to me, but also just perfect, perfectly well, well done. Yeah, no, I th- I thought that was well done. And the other thing with the poetry of it again is that the Inquisitor is the one talking like he knows everything. He says the Jedi's hunt themselves, and that's what Reva uh, did with Obi Wan. Obviously, lured him right into that trap. So as much as you know, they're against each other, they're obviously listening to one another. Yeah, hey, but uh, speaking of listening to one another, make sure you're following along, folks. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. We will have weekly recaps of Kenobi episodes. We'll get um, some guests here as well along the season. We might have Casali Files back along for a couple as well. So stay tuned yeah. for that. Uh, we will be coming back in just about 20, 25 minutes with an AEW oh. Double or Nothing preview, of course. So yeah. make sure you stay tuned for that as well. Micah, uh, any final thoughts here? 
no man i just this the first two episodes honestly i had high expectations and they definitely met them i'm very excited about what we get for the month of june going forward this is going to be such a fun show and just so excited to see the little the little pieces they're giving us for this star wars event man i that's all i keep thinking about for any of these shows what is it going to total up to later on um, i think we're going to find out a lot about that's going to i don't know whatever inform us about more of that too so they're tying it all together this is a great start though just great Seriously, to be back with obi-wan I, I, I agree they laid the perfect foundation can't wait to see what happens next with these characters because you know here on what's train wreck watching it's not about next week's plans it's not about next week's you know meeting on this it's about saying hello there to next week's episode episode